You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets. We are your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my co-host. He's been covering the Hornets since they were the Bobcats for At The Hive dot com the man the myth the legend david walker good morning david good morning doug we still have basketball to talk about buddy that's right we've got uh, several more games in fact this is oh no 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 oh, we have more than one oh. yes uh multiple right. games to talk about the hornets play the hawks tonight in atlanta we will have a preview for you coming up later in the show it is game number 69 for the hornets oh that's real nice <laughs> you know, yes, David, I want to say this. I feel like this show, after we've been doing this, you and I have been doing this for what, three years now? And this show, yeah. yeah, a little bit more than three, I think, because you were a guest on the show and then you became the co-host and then you became right. my sole co-host. So <laughs> this this show has evolved. And I feel like now five years into the process, tr- hashtag trust the process, hashtag trust the podcast, this show is finally developing into what I wanted it to be. <laughs> like we're finally starting oh, to have no. a little bit more fun. And yeah. and I wish, you know, obviously I wish the Hornets were winning right now. That would be more fun. Maybe that helps though. Maybe the fact that they're comically not winning. <laughs> Out of the either. ashes, this podcast will rise. <laughs> Uh, so as part of that effort, uh, really, and, and because of of where the Hornets are, I've decided to just bring on all my friends onto this podcast and have a good time. So as part of that process, I want to welcome in our special guest for this show, uh, my friend Matt Fox. He joins us for what we are calling Power Thursdays, Power Thursdays. We will be doing this on an ongoing basis, or at least until... Uh, until we run out of ideas or get tired of it. Uh, but basically, on Thursdays, we are going to have a series of power rankings that we will get to throughout the show. Let's welcome in now Matt Fox. Matt, uh, you're not only my friend, you're also my my former colleague. We used to do a basketball podcast when, when I first started to podcast called The Double Bonus. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, of course I do. That's how we got our start. And, you know, just to say that you finally got this podcast where you want it, you bring on the guy that took down the double bonus with you. So are you trying almost, to kill I brought on the on guy who almost ruined my career. Oh, man. I just, I can't believe that you wanted to bring me back into this, but I am more than happy to talk NBA. I love talk, talking basketball. More importantly, I like talking anything sports related. So... I'm here for p- p- Power Thursdays whenever you need me. <laughs> We're going to have a little... Awesome. So I was going to uh, get some music for Power Thursdays to hit every time that we had a power ranking, and I simply... I just simply didn't do it yesterday. I apologize, Matt. Um, I I played video games instead, and uh, so I'm sorry. I will have music for you next time, I promise. 
Uh, Matthew, you're not only my my friend, you're not only uh, my former uh, podcasting co-host, you also work in sports, but I want to be careful here. Can can am I allowed to say who you work for? Who does number two work for? I think we should keep that on the down low. <laughs> I think we should just. I think. I think the less that people know, the better. Mystery. All right, just we're so, going to. You're like you're so, like so in the FBI, the CIA. We can't talk about who you work for, but I will say, can I say that? <laughs> can I say that you work for a a major uh, um, amateur program? Can we just say that? You, but you sure. work in major college fair. sports. We'll just leave it there. Yes, let's let's go with that. I think that's the safest <laughs> bet. Because when these hot takes start dropping, I don't want people to be able to find me and call me out on them. Because these are going to be awful. Let's just be honest. Okay, good. Well, we have the hot take machine ready. So if it's not hot enough, we'll stick it in the hot take machine. Uh, so you have a series of power rankings that you've provided for us. Um, so how is this going to work? What, and we're going to have the show meeting essentially right here, right now. So I'm going to, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to talk like throughout the show, we've got a Hawks preview. I've also got some NBA news and notes that we want to talk about, uh, including a lot of triple double news. But, uh, so I guess this throughout the show, I'm just going to toss it to you and just say, all right, it's time for another power ranking. And then you, you introduce the topic and, and you, the, some of these are about the NBA, right? Some of these might not be about the NBA. That is correct. We'll just t- talk whatever is going on in the world, maybe, or just anything that just, wherever the show may take us, that's what we'll power rank. It should just be off the top of the head. All right, David, let's let's start with a power ranking uh, between you and I yeah. real quick, uh, because I got asked this question yesterday on ESPN uh, 730. Basically, who is most likely to not be a Charlotte Hornets player next season of of the mm. group that they have now that sort of the top seven contributors Rick Bennell has been saying that like one of these guys will will have to be moved in order to just create some financial flexibility how would you just just off the top of the dome how would you rank sort of your top three Hornets players in terms of their their uh, likelihood of them being gone next season Good Lord, what an impossible question. I think well, I think with... Lamb has to be at the top of the list, right? Because yeah, of his contract. I mean, yeah, it's it's just like who can who's gonna match up the best, right? Yeah, I mean I think Lamb, that seven million dollar deal, I think how well he's been playing this season offensively and and he seems to have improved his body to a point where he can be a consistent contributor off the bench. I think Lamb yeah. has to be at the top of that list. Marvin Williams, not sh- I don't know if he's shooting a career high from three, but certainly much better than he was last season, though his usage has dropped. I feel like he would slot in there at two. And then at yeah. three, it's a big question. Maybe Kemba. Maybe Kemba at this point. Could they, yeah. could they decide to try to do what they did at the trade deadline, pair him with a – with a Dwight Howard or a Marvin Williams or a Nick Batum and try to move some money and move this franchise in a different direction. Yeah, so you're not putting Cody in that mix either because I'm taking Kemba off the table at this point and just looking at what do they have in assets and younger guys. And like Frank and Cody are two guys that you've mentioned when trying to get younger and faster. Not that those guys are old, but they don't really fit the current mold of what you're looking for in the NBA guys that can defend multiple positions, get out and run, shoot from the perimeter, do all the good stuff. So I think those guys would be someone they would look to move. Can they find takers is the big question for all of these. I mean, because I would put Marvin up there too, but the length of the contract is a killer. 
Um, you know, I mentioned him, we mentioned him around the trade deadline for like a contending team for another piece that would be good in the locker room. To get, they can hit the three. They can be a stretch four that is in vogue right now. Um, but that contract is just such a hindrance. The reason I don't put Cody Zeller on the list is because right now he's listed as doubtful for this game against Atlanta tonight, left knee soreness. He's been out the past several games. Uh, that may be precautionary, but he hasn't played completely to his potential since being back, and a lot of that having to do with the fact that he missed so many games. Uh, missed 20 or more games the past uh, three out of the past four seasons. So I think that would be a big barrier, a big red flag for teams that are that because I think his skill set is needed. I think his skill set translates to other teams, but would a team be willing uh, to bring him on? I, I think and, and deal with that injury history is is a big question. Yeah. All right, Hornets take on the Atlanta Hawks, the fourth and final matchup of the year between the two Southeast Division foes. The Hornets are three and zero against the Hawks this season. The Hawks enter this one on a four game losing streak. The Hornets lost a close one to the Pelicans on Tuesday, their fifth loss out of the last six games. This will be the second of a five-game road trip for the Hornets. David, what will you be watching for in this game tonight? Two things for me, Doug. Of course, our guy, everyone remembers, we drafted him with a savvy draft night move. John Collins, when I say we, I mean you and me. Right, you and I. You know, the the Hornets Hornets did not. You and I. Right, right, right. Um, John Collins. How has he progressed over his rookie season? Can he uh, kind of face up and 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 bang on the inside with some of the Hornets guys? But, I mean, mainly, Doug, can the Hornets hold a team under 100 points? Is it possible? Can they do that to a not very good team in the Atlanta Hawks? Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're certainly disinterested at this point. It looks like they're all but mathematically eliminated. What is going to be the mental framework of this team moving forward? They have got to find some identity because, honestly – like the Clifford questions are starting to rise and they're only going to get louder if they can't play defense worth a lick through the end of the season. Yeah. Hawks right now averaging 103.6 points per game. They actually play well offensively. Torian Prince on a tear right now. He's put, he's played well the past few games. They shoot the three ball pretty well. Uh, John Collins has struggled in these three games against some of the size that the Hornets bring, but no Cody Zeller most likely in this one. We'll have to wait for word from shoot around on that. Um, but my big question, will the young guys actually get some run, David? I feel like th- 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 you know you had Monk only get 12 minutes in this last one uh, against the Pelicans. D- uh, Dwayne Bacon, only three and a half minutes. Billy Hernan Gomez, zero minutes. I-, I think it's time to play the young guys. You know, you, ha- you have to just come to grips for, for where this season is and-, and play these young fellows. So that's what I will be watching for. Uh, tonight against the Hawks, a good offensive team, a team that is disinterested in playing defense as well. So this one could be a high-scoring affair. Tip-off again uh, at uh, 7.30, actually, tip-off in this one in Atlanta. So check this that out. This is in Atlanta, right, Doug? So we could see Hot Sauce get out there. And, and I want to see Hot Sauce floor, versus right? Eric Collins. We need to get Eric back on the show <laughs> and convince uh, Eric Collins to take oh, on Hot yes. Sauce. Yeah. Do you, All right. do you think they have an Eric Collins lookalike down there in Atlanta they could pull out of the crowd? I hope so. I would hope yeah. so. They they got to listen. Atlanta has everything. It's it's you know that's, that's what it's what Charlotte wants to be. Atlanta's got everything. Uh, all right, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back. We'll do a power ranking from our friend Matt Fox because it's power Thursdays. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. 
he is obsessed with Kawhi Leonard. He is obsessed he's with obsessed bringing with winning. an all-star to Charlotte. And he's lying. He's not telling the truth. He's lying. He's lying through his teeth. <laughs> you can't believe him. <laughs> Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. Feel like we're hitting our groove. This show is hitting a groove. And if you like the show, if you like where the show is going, let us know on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Give us a rating on iTunes. And if you don't like where the show is going, also let us know because that's funny to read on the air. <laughs> so let us know if you don't like the show. Uh, we always love to hear from our fans on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Follow us on Instagram as well at Locked On Hornets. We're here with our uh, expert power ranker, our hot take machine, Matt Fox. He's here for Power Thursdays, power rankings from the NBA and life. Matthew, what's first up on our power rankings for Power Ranking Thursday? Well, speaking of uh, letting you know when the show is not going the right way, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a segue to bring me in. Um, so, first power ranking for the Locked On Hornets podcast here is let's talk rookies. And let's, let's do, do a little power rankings on the rookies and how they're doing so far and who you got. Let's go, let's go top three if you can on who you believe should be rookie of the year. So let's start three to one. Okay. It's and a good way to do it, I think. You. And then do we want to alter it? Again, we, we, we're going to do this on the air. I want to hear what you think. Out. That's okay. really all I care about is hearing what you – I will let you know if you are right or wrong. David will also do that. But I want to know what you think. Okay. All right. All right. So for number three for me, I'm going to L.A. And we're going to – Talk a little bit about Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. Not, I knew it. Not not, Lee, not, not Lonzo Ball. Um, I'm all, I'm all over Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> but you know Kuzma, you know coming in, you know he was the other guy because everybody was focused around Lonzo Ball and all, everything, all the baggage that he brought in. You know Kuzma coming in, he was just sort of that other guy from that D'Angelo Russell and Brooke Lopez trade that the Lakers got. And he's turned out to be one of the most impressive players on that team that has them, you know, approaching 500 in the Western conference. And I feel like he's really, you know, going to be a staple for this team moving forward. Number two. Number two is going to be Ben Simmons from the process. Now, again, I didn't know with Ben Simmons that this was going to be considered his rookie year since he's actually in the league for the second year. I think everybody's considering him it's a the rookie. Bla- yeah, it's the Blake Griffin deal. It's his second year. Or right. it's his first year. I yeah, just, it's his rookie I, he, season. Right. I, did, I, I wanted to make that very clear. I understand he's not a typical rookie, but this is his first full year in the league. So wait a minute. But, ben Simmons, David, Ben Simmons not number one on the rookie of the year list. For, I know for this. that means. I you, know what that means. What? I know what that means. You know, you know what that means. You know what that means. Uh, yes, yes, David. You see where I'm going with this. I, I appreciate that. Oh, great. But now, now, number. Uh, <laughs> but, but seriously, Ben Simmons, okay, the, the 76ers, again, this was a, a, you know, trust the process team, but they're finally letting these players play, letting Joel Embiid 
play on back-to-back nights, and Ben Simmons is really, you know, we're going to talk about triple-doubles probably a little bit later, and this guy is approaching that triple-double number on a consistent night. The only thing he has an issue with right now is his long jumper, but, you know, he's that's really not what he's there to do. He's really there to be a facilitator and make a, his other teammates better, and he's really got this 76ers team rolling and pretty much secured a spot in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Number one. Well, I don't think I even need to say it because I think David Walker already knows where we're going with this. Malik Monk. I mean, we were so high on Malik Monk on draft night (laughs) that I had to put him. No, I'm just kidding. No, you guys talked about Donovan Mitchell so much on your draft episode. And it was, you know, the way this guy is playing right now for for the Utah Jazz he has him in the A spot in the Western Conference, and he's really doing it by himself. They traded away Rodney Hood to the Cavs. So Donovan Mitchell is really, a, you know, he's, he's, a, he's at the top of my power range because he's coming pretty much out of nowhere and leading this team. What, what, what do we got going on here? What is this music? This is no. This is no. This is the sad music. <laughs> this is the sad music that we play whenever we talk about Donovan Mitchell, because it makes no. us all think about what could have been. That's right. He was shooting it from the logo. <laughs> he shot it from the logo the other night, and and splashed it as as the seconds ticked down on the shot clock. makes no sense but i knew that's where you were going i think a lot of people are going to go there i still uh, like ben simmons rookie of the year i just yeah he, he, he just the, the, simmons, the, he all of the contributions that he's making for for what will be a playoff team we're not even sure the utah jazz will make the playoffs well but yeah, i'm I, saying I, that go ahead David. yeah no yeah for ben simmons for me he doesn't even look like a rookie at this point like i hadn't watched a ton <laughs> of them up until the the hornets have been playing them like every week Lately, and he looks like a full-fledged veteran. Great, you're point. you're He's making so my argument. I know I'm not arguing against you, Doug. You you do this all the time. You always jump out, and you think I'm going to go against you, but I'm actually in support of this notion for you because he, he is yeah, captaining think- that team without being able to shoot the jumper. And he's putting up look at the numbers he's putting up, and he can't even shoot. And like no one loves Donovan Mitchell more than me. Uh, but he has been force-fed the ball, and he has done nothing to disappoint. So, like, I wouldn't be mad either way. I just think uh, Simmons is is has a, has a chance to be, like, one of those special, special players. Um, and, and Donovan Mitchell could get there, too. It, it's a tough one, man. I'll be honest. I think you guys are in denial because you realize what could have been. And he was there. He was there for the taking. And you can't admit it. You need to admit it that Donovan Mitchell is – the, the I will NBA, I will NBA admit that he's playing well. I won't admit that the Hornets uh-huh. should have taken. Oh, well, I won't admit that in in that time that no, that I it agree. was a bad decision. I now you know now it looks like one, but yes. at the time I was all in on Malik Monk as well. None of us. No, listen. There is not a single person that that I could have talked to that would have admitted to me on the record that they thought that. Donovan Mitchell would be splashing shots from the logo. Like that was the one thing we all thought he couldn't do was shoot. He thought he couldn't shoot. He thought it was something Donovan Mitchell thought it was something he was going to have to work on. 
I don't know yeah. what happened. He doesn't know what happened. He just he just woke <laughs> up one day and was a rookie of the year candidate. Well, I'll say on top of that, too, he's making plays. Like, he is, a, yes, he's hitting his shot, but he's making game-changing plays. He's making winning plays, something you don't always see from a rookie, whether it's a steal or a big shot at the end of a game. Even if he hasn't had a good shooting night, one, he's not afraid to take it, and he's had some success in that. And he is leading that team. I mean, there's a lot in his favor when you're talking about uh, this rookie class. So he's, he's, he's succeeding in shooting, yes, but I think he has been the guy like they took a flyer almost to say, well, Hayward left. We've got to find another guy. Let's see if this rookie can feel his way out. I mean, he he didn't even start, you know, to begin the season. And then when he did, went on a tear. So it, it's been pretty impressive what he's been able to do. All right, short pause. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some NBA news and notes and also do a couple of more power rankings. This is Power Thursdays here on Locked On Hornets, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Frank's off Twitter or whatever, and, and Nick Batum He's playing well. Every, okay, that's it. Ban everybody off Twitter. Everybody. Everybody off social media. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Yeah, Frank uh, Kaminsky shunned Twitter for a while, but it looks like he's he's kind of back on Twitter. He came back on to make fun of the the selection show, but uh, the NCAA <laughs> selection show, and and deservedly now, so. Yeah, I, he can't stay away. He can't stay away. And then last night, I think he was commenting on uh, Drake. Apparently, was playing Fortnite on a, a video game on on right. Twitch. So that's a thing. That was you know, happening. That's in the I culture. Think if you're gonna if you're gonna leave Twitter, you've got to leave everything because like it's so intertwined at this point. And I'll tell you something: he did not leave Instagram. He did not leave his presence on Instagram. And I feel like, especially those two, like people Instagram pictures of their tweets and vice versa. Like, you know, it, it's you got to go cold turkey across the board. Let's get to some news and notes from around the league. We call it the full court press. Presenting important news. Stop what you're doing and listen. All right, quick takes, quick takes, quick takes on the news and notes from around the league. Russell Westbrook recorded his 100th triple-double on Tuesday. Matt, you are a fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Mariners. I don't know how all of that makes any sense, but Matthew... Is he the greatest point guard of his generation? Well, that's just to throw people off to let them know where I actually live. So, no, <laughs> nobody knows where I live at all. International um, man of mystery. <laughs> Is he the greatest point guard of his generation? Oh, man, it's it's so difficult to, to equate that. But, I mean, when you're talking about statistics, yes, and some people think that he is a, you know, a statistic junkie, always looking to get triple-doubles night in, night out. But honestly, I, I don't know if I would put him as the greatest point guard of his generation just because there's, if you look at the point guards in this league, you got James Harden, Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving. I mean, it, it, the list goes, the, the NBA is littered with uh, starting point guards in this league that are just all-star caliber. So he is he's obviously top three. I mean, Steph Curry would probably be, you know, the notch just ahead of him. 
but I believe, you know, he, he's in that 2-3 range. Matt, that take was not hot enough. So we need to, we're going to run it through the machine. And when the machine is done, I want that take to be a little bit warmer. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I suppose. Coach, oh, this is sports. Got a problem. Got a problem. You know, we got to help you. Know. All right. So I was just trying to keep it as PG, but honestly, Russell Westbrook is the best point guard in the entire <laughs> league. He's probably the best point guard in NBA history. When you're getting 100 triple doubles, you're in the same category as Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson. <laughs> this there man is doing it at an, at an elite level. He's doing it with 50-point efforts. He's getting 20 assist nights time in and time out. This man is the point guard yes. that NBA teams are going to look to model yes. their teams after. Yes! All right, LeBron James just recorded his 69th triple-double. Oh, that's real nice. David, is he the nicest point guard of his generation? Like the most mild-mannered, nicest, or like nicest <laughs> on the court? Is that what you're saying? What are you asking me? You don't get the joke. All right. I don't. Um, okay. <laughs> this is his 14th triple-double of the season. That's a career high for James. I'll ask you this question, David. Does the uh, triple? I just got the joke. I just got the joke. <laughs> I was hung up on the McConaughey, and you double, does you the... double down, you double down on it. Okay, I'm with you. Does the... Go on, go on. Does the triple double matter anymore? Does it matter to fans? Does it matter to commentators? Does it matter to anyone other than we just keep counting them? We just keep recognizing them, but players keep getting them at a higher and higher rate these days. Yeah, the triple-double still matters because it's like the one stat in basketball that has some of that cachet. It's one you can throw out there and, and everyone knows what it means. So, yeah, the triple-double still matters. It's always going to matter. If people are getting it more often, that's just because no one plays defense in the NBA, Doug. You know that. Wrong. No, it's because, I mean, there's so much more There's so much more motion, so much and many more possessions in the game. I mean, the game is so much faster, and you're just seeing less and less ISO so that naturally means that you're going to see more ball movement, more sharing the basketball, and more, more of these plays uh, categorized as assists. So it's going to be easier to accumulate uh, those points, rebounds, and assists, the three categories most likely to give you that trip dub. Even though I think we saw a triple-double block, didn't we, the other night? feel like that's a thing. I'll double-check that. Darren Wolfson said on 1500 ESPN in Minnesota that Andrew Wiggins has whispered to teammates, whispering, whispering, that he's tired of being the third option behind Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Matthew, what advice would you give young Andrew Wiggins about his frustrations with being Trace Banana? Well, he needs to take a page out of the Russell Westbrook book and just take the ball when it's in his hands and just go dominate, play ISO ball. You're talking about <laughs> that last last topic that everybody's sharing the basketball. Andrew, if you want yours, you got to go get it. Don't pass the ball to Jimmy Butler. Don't pass it to Carl Anthony Towns. You want to be the the number one guy? Then go out there and prove it. You need to go out there and prove it on a consistent basis and. If you don't like that, there are plenty of teams that will make you first banana on their team. So if you're not happy in Minnesota, there are plenty of other teams that will look for your your services. Love it. The, the Brook book. 
take a page out of the Brook book and just go and make every play happen for yourself, Andrew. Especially, it's weird that this is coming out now, right? With Jimmy Butler hurt, you feel right. like, I mean, he's getting 37, 38 minutes a night because he's a starter and he plays for Tom Thibodeau, which means that just the, the minutes are crazy. It's just like no, nobody on the Hornets play, has played consistently 37 or 38 minutes a night other than Kemba Walker. And you just look down the line on Andrew Wiggins' game log, and it's just 37, 38, 41, 40. It's just nuts. But, David, consistency has been a problem for Andrew Wiggins uh, basically his entire career. He has so many physical gifts, and and yet he, he puts out these performances – you know, I, I was looking at this game log, so you, you he's capable of doing uh, what he did against Utah uh, back in early March, 27 points on 10 of 19 shooting, 4 of 4 from beyond the arc, and then against Houston uh, in mid-February, 7 points, 2 of 14 from the field, 0 of 5 from beyond the arc, and also inconsistent defensively. So that's the thing, like that's what makes you... That's what makes you third banana on a team is when you cannot be consistently counted on night in and night out, right? Yeah, exactly. I love this, though, because you have the potential for like a James Harden explosion if he goes somewhere else. That's always interesting to me and fascinating when a guy thinks he's that guy, no one really believes he's that guy, and then he actually turns out to be that guy. It doesn't happen that often, but every time you see a guy pop up and want to be more than what he is and everyone feels like what he should be, uh, you, you can hold out hope that he goes somewhere else and, and becomes that guy. So this is always just a fascinating, fascinating uh, scenario for me personally. He's tired of being third in the Minnesota Timberwolves power rankings. And mm. listen, I, I would say, I would whisper back to to Andrew and say, "Are you are you better than Jimmy Butler? No. Are you better than Carl Anthony Towns? No. I mean that's it. Like the, the everyone must have a place." On a team, that is your place. If you want another place, as as Matthew said, go to another team. I mean, that's just a situation yeah. that that he kind of finds himself in right now. All right, real quick before we get out of here, let's do one more power ranking from Matt, who has been so gracious with his time here on Power Thursdays. Matthew, what are what are we ending on today, power rankings wise? All right, a little fun, a little light, a little light here. Let's let's do, and doesn't have to be just arena, but. I want to just hear from you guys what your number one go-to arena food is. It well, doesn't have to be arena. It could be a ballpark. It could be, it could be, you know, a stadium, which, whichever. But I just want to know when you guys are at a game, what's your go-to food option? There's, there's nothing light about arena food. Let's just, let's just set that out there right now. There's nothing. It's all, it's all heavy. There are no, there are no healthy options that are that are worth anything at arenas uh but yeah what what is the number one arena food option i feel like i always trust the nachos and and i try to go to the elite nachos not just like the the sort of tortillas with a little nacho cheese i'm talking about um reras in in the arena yeah reras great nachos there's barbecue nachos in in spectrum center as well so i'm trying to find those specialty nachos not your average nachos that's what i'm going with because you get a little bit of everything and if you don't want a particular something you just you just scooch it you scooch it over to the side Mm. 
number one. Pick. That's number yeah, that would be my number one pick on this power ranking. Uh Matt, what are what are your power rankings for? What is what's three through one, real quick? All right, so three for me, and it's just something to like get me started. You know, just something to like nibble on until I get to the main courses. I gotta go peanuts. You know, a lot of people would go popcorn or they go pretzel. I'm a big big fan of the peanuts and just trying to get get myself started. Well, that's because you're Going you are a slob, and and I know this because we we were roommates at one time in in Knoxville, Tennessee, and you're a slob. You just like throwing things on the floor. It's not about the peanuts. It's not about the the deliciousness of the nut. You just like to throw things on the floor. All right, next number two. <laughs> number two, it would have to be as, as like you said, nachos, just because of the the amount of toppings that you can put on a nacho and just dress it up and really make it as you said heavy. That's there's nothing like a nacho with just covered in nacho cheese with some jalapenos and salsa. Here's there's one problem with nachos though, Matthew. They are a ticking time bomb because they they have a very short shelf life, and especially if you get them in a place that is cold, if you're in an outdoor stadium, you're you're you got to scramble. I mean, you need to eat half of those before you get back to your seat. Otherwise, you're going to be dealing with a a gelatinous mess on your hands that's going to hit your stomach yeah that's an indoor or summertime warm weather uh snack there yeah number one and then number one for me would have to be a brat and again doug when you you and i went to a cincinnati reds game and again these were sausages i did a sausage and inning for seven innings, <laughs> and then they, they, I don't want to say. This, Listen to this, David. Cut, David, this is I, a true I story. Say, I I don't want to say they cut me off at the seventh <laughs> inning, but they stopped selling sausages after the seventh inning. No, hold on. So, so we I went to. We went to a Cincinnati Reds game, and I went with uh, a family member who had like tickets to the, like the the, the sweet. I guess it's like a it's like a sweet. But it's but yeah. it's where it's it's sort of the the restaurant in the in Spectrum Center if you've ever been there like the Front Court Club it's similar right. to that for the Cincinnati Reds and so it's this buffet and it's all you can eat and and so we're sitting we're about to enjoy this baseball game and Matthew looks over at me and and says well I guess it's time to do a broad and inning as if I'm supposed to know that that's a thing <laughs> that people it's like well. It. You know, time to watch some baseball. You know, it's just like a thing that I'm supposed to know that that's happening. And he's like, well, time for a brat and inning. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. I love a good brat. I would have said brat. I w- I'm going to go with just traditional hot dog because I feel like it's more uh, – you run the chance of, of getting a better one. One time I had a brat. This may have been like a, a, a single-A minor league game. It was basically just a hot dog rolled in pepper. So from then on out, I, I just went with a traditional hot dog. But a broad is always a good way to go. I haven't done one in inning, though. Uh, that's, that's bold. Well, this is the amazing part, David. That, and this is the weirdness that is Matt Fox. He, sure. Matt, tell him, you're not a big hot dog fan. I'm just not. I, 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 I respect people. I respect yeah. people that, that like the hot dog, but it's just not It's the for me. same thing. I don't know. I don't a hot dog is I a sausage. why you... No, no, no. It is no, a form no, of not, sausage. Not, not even close. You, you listen. You need to try more, more sausage and hot dogs. That's all I got to say. You need to try because, more, uh, yeah, meat encased in tubes is what you need, Doug. Yeah, and that's what Doug. I'm saying. It's just another tube encased processed meat. It's it's a brat by any other name. 
and you don't like hot dogs. I don't. Just not a fan. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. I know you can dress yeah. up a hot dog in a million different ways, and people <laughs> try to do that, but if you just give me the plain old broad, I'd be a happy man in any arena. He did. He ate seven. I watched this man consume seven <laughs> bratwurst, and it was and bun and all. He didn't cheat. Yeah, he wasn't fork and knifing it. The man. I saw the man consume seven bratwurst. Would you guys? Would you guys agree? Base, would you guys agree a baseball game is the optimal game? Is the best sport to eat your food, your snacks, right? Absolutely. You have a little. Yeah, Absolutely. you've got more time. You don't have to look up every second. Now you got to watch for those baseballs. They, they come fast. But other than that, you could kind of have a few choices. You've got longer than, you know, just a halftime to go get a snack. Um, I'm going to check out some baseball this spring. I mean, Charlotte Knights, they're getting it started pretty soon. That's a fun. It's right here in Uptown. Great place to go. Charlotte Knights, always a fun time. All right. This has been Power Rankings Thursday. Power Thursdays here. Thank you, Matt, for we'll see you next Thursday. This This was fun. You've passed. This was a trial experiment. This, Again, this was. You Twitter passed says, your audition. Whatever. What, what, yes, I, for you I did, but whatever Twitter says it depends on whether I come back next week or not. That's great. Yeah, on Twitter, let us know. We'll put a poll up on Twitter at, at Locked on Hornets. Should we do Power Thursdays again? Should we have Matt Fox back on the show to uh, tell us what and if other... If they say no, if they say no, then I challenge them to a broad inning, and that's how we'll decide. Well, okay, see, this is what every show, every Power Thursday, you have to come back and tell us about something extra- some extraordinary eating thing that you've done. <laughs> Because I know there there are ones that I think I don't know about. I told I told both Matthew and another friend of mine who was also a a power eater. I said for uh, the 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 we're going to challenge these two, and the winner gets to be the godfather of my child. Whoever wins that eating challenge gets to be the godfather of my child. So there's a lot of there are a lot of stakes on the line here. His unborn child, by the way, he doesn't. Have yeah, I don't have one yet. No, I don't have one. I'm saying like you get the rights. So it's like it's like trading the draft rights. I'm trading you the rights to be the godfather of my child if you consume uh, enough processed meat. That's the that's the deal. Uh, all right, so we're going to be back here tomorrow for uh, Fun Friday here on Locked On Hornets. This has been uh, another great edition of the show here for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Follow us on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to the show. If you haven't done this yet, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps us uh, climb the rankings and uh, get our show out there to the world. Tell a friend about what we're doing. We're having a lot of fun here as we close the season out, and we're going to be with you all spring, all summer, talking about the Hornets, talking about the NBA, talking about processed meat. I'm Doug for David and Matt. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Mm -hmm.